In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Today is sometimes called Bible Sunday because of the emphasis on the Word of God and the collect and lessons. The collect describes a process by which we read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the Word of God. The idea that we digest God's Word is suggested by a passage where Ezekiel was told, quote, Son of man, eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he gave me the scroll to eat. And he said, Son of man, feed your belly with this scroll that I give you and fill your stomach with it. Then I ate it, and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. And he said to me, Son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak all my words to them. Similarly, in Revelation, John, quote, took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. <clears throat> John wrote, it was as sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. And I was told, you must again prophesy about many peoples and nations and languages. Read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest implies that the word of God is to be taken into our beings in a way that forms us and changes us. It implies something more than pulling out the word of God when we're feeling a little bit low and reading a passage or two, or even something more than simply hearing lessons and a sermon on Sunday. It suggests a sort of daily diet of God's word, that it's as natural to us as our eating of food, this taking into ourselves the spiritual food of God's word. The Bible is very important in the Anglican tradition. We are a reformed Catholic tradition. We believe what the church has always believed, but we believe that it is possible for the church to fall away and neglect some of the essential aspects of the faith. And therefore, the church is in need of continuous renewal and reform. And the primary means by which that renewal and reform takes place is the teachings of the Bible. And what is true of churches is also true of people. When an individual drifts away from the faith, the remedy is a renewed encounter with the person of Jesus Christ, and that encounter will be mediated through the scriptures. And this happens even to people who attend church. Many people go to church week in and week out, attend services, but do not live in relationship with Christ. They know about Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. Reading the Bible is the primary way we come to know who Jesus is and what he wants us to do in our lives. 
The word of God comforts us, but it confronts and challenges us before it comforts us. The Bible tells us that many things we are thinking and feeling are wrong. It leads us to repent and change. And this is why many people shy away from the Bible in our culture. Our culture is somewhat self-indulgent. People in our culture want to do what they feel like doing. And if you want to do what you feel like doing, you will probably avoid the regular habit of reading, marking, learning, and inwardly digesting the Holy Scriptures. In the beginning, God created the world by his word through the Spirit. God spoke, and the Spirit accomplished what the word commanded. This is still the pattern in God's new creation. God has spoken again in Christ, and the word of God comes to us through the Bible. As we receive the biblical word with repentance and faith, the Holy Spirit begins to work in our lives to change us according to what is written in God's word. This is the pattern of our liturgy. In the liturgy, we hear God's word in lessons and sermon. We respond to God's word by offering ourselves to God through the symbols of bread and wine. Our offertory includes a confession. We confess that we have not done what God, God's word tells us to do. We fail in thought, word, and deed. Jesus comes to us in the sacrament to forgive us and change us, to make our sinful bodies clean and to wash our souls. The result of our encounter with Christ in word and sacrament is we become new people prepared to do the good works that God wants us to do. This is the pattern that's revealed to us in the story of the two men on the road to Emmaus that takes place on Easter Day. Jesus walks with two men for seven miles on Easter Day and they do not recognize him. The way they come to recognize, to know Christ, is that Jesus, the risen Christ, explains the scriptures to them, how the Old Testament is fulfilled in his life and ministry, a lengthy sermon on the road. When they get to Emmaus, they enter a house. And in that house, Jesus takes bread, blesses bread, breaks bread, and gives it to them. And St. Luke tells us, quote, their eyes were opened and they knew him. This is the same pattern of our worship, word and sacrament. As we know Christ in the word, as we enter into communion with him in the sacrament, And in this way, we know the risen Christ. It is not likely that we'll be able to enter into this pattern of transformation on Sunday unless we are on the daily habit of hearing and responding to God's word. One hallmark of the Anglican tradition is the lectionary for daily Bible reading. 
<clears throat> we read the Bible through in an annual cycle uh, that is broken up into daily portions of scripture reading. And this annual cycle highlights the fact that we are reading a story. Our focus is not on grabbing isolated passages out of context to win arguments with our adversaries. Our focus is on the narrative of God's activity in human history and how the central themes of that narrative inform and govern our own lives. For example, the Bible reveals in the creation a pattern by which God takes the chaos and by his word and spirit creates an ordered and beautiful creation. We discover this is the pattern for our lives as well. God takes the chaos of our lives and by his word and spirit creates in our lives his order and beauty. The Bible reveals how God uses even human evil for his own good. This is a preeminent way that Jesus is revealed as Lord. Thus, Joseph in the Old Testament is cruelly sold into slavery by his brothers. But God uses this uh, really horrible act as the means by which he makes Joseph his brother's savior. This is, of course, a pattern that comes to fruition on Good Friday, where the Messiah of Israel is betrayed by his countrymen and handed over to the Romans for a brutal execution. This becomes the means by which God makes Christ the Savior of the world. We are, as we read the scripture, we see this pattern in our own lives. We begin to see how even the evil that is done to us is used by God to create his good in our lives. When Christians neglect the Bible, they understand their lives through the narratives provided by the news media, the best-selling novel, the current popular celebrity, or the opinions of their non-believing friends and acquaintances. This is why many Christians have trouble living out the faith in daily life. Because they do not habitually read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the scriptures. Because they do not learn to subject their lives to those themes of God's story, they live out the wrong story. One of the ironies of our age is that at the very time the Bible has become increasingly available in numerous translations and countless forms. People actually read it less. Once upon a time, <clears throat> the family bookshelf was likely to have one Bible, probably a King James Version, but it was a version that the family frequently took down and read together and so that most of the family members knew the biblical stories. Now, the family bookshelf is likely to have half a dozen translations that are never actually touched. We are in a situation today where we can, in our handheld devices, with a couple of 
keystrokes. Summon to our presence our favorite verse in our favorite translation. But with all the time people spend focusing on their device, very little of that is spent reading, marking, learning, or inwardly digesting the scriptures. One reason for this is that Bible reading takes effort and commitment. Like every other thing that bears fruit in the Christian life. Our culture likes to believe you can have significant things in simple ways. And it's a lie. And this sloth tends to come over into spiritual things. We will say we don't have time. But we will mean that we are unwilling to make the commitment to do it over time. Bible Sunday exhorts us to make the commitment to it. It will do little good if we get very excited about scripture reading and for a week or two or a month read large chunks of scripture and then stop. But if we will commit ourselves to reading a portion of scripture daily in a cycle that takes us through the biblical story. And we'll commit ourselves to doing that for a decade and beyond. Our lives will be changed by it. As we pray on Bible Sunday, blessed Lord who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, Grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which has given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.